Welcome to Gestational Diabetes Club. I'm your host, Helena, dietitian, nutritionist, vegetable enthusiast, and big fan of strong coffee and dark chocolate. Join me here each week to chat about all things gestational diabetes. We'll cover everything you need to know about your nutrition, lifestyle, and all the messy bits in between so that you can feel empowered to optimize your blood sugar, grow a healthy baby, and create sustainable healthy habits to last a whole lifetime without the stress, overwhelm, guilt, or confusion. Thanks so much for joining me, and I hope you love it here. Hello, and welcome back to the Gestational Diabetes Club podcast. I hope you're having a great week wherever you are. Now today, I think you're really going to like this episode. This is a question that somebody recently asked in my DMs and I just thought to myself, oh my goodness, I can't believe that I haven't covered this anywhere yet because it is such a good question, such a common question, something that I know almost all of you will probably have experienced. I know my clients certainly have, and it can be just really, really stressful. So the question is what to do when your blood sugar is high. So not in that general sense of you've been diagnosed with gestational diabetes and we just in general need to bring your blood sugar down. This question is more about what to do when you have had a spike and you're not sure what to do next. So such a good question, right? Because this would be so, so stressful. I'm sure that you panic a bit when this happens, especially if you thought that you did all of the right things leading up to it, because as this person identified, I talk about a lot of the preventative strategies. So what we can do to try and prevent those spikes, but what if you've done all of that and it happens anyway, and I'm sure that you just freak out, like how dangerous is this? Have I really affected my baby? You probably feel a lot of guilt and a lot of shame and all the emotions are probably circling at that point. So just want to reassure you that it happens to so, so many people, right? It's probably going to happen to you at some point. And even if you think about it, you do the oral glucose tolerance test. And, you know, if you've been diagnosed, you spiked at some stage during that test too. So it's not an issue in really isolated examples. Okay. So The main thing that we're worried about with gestational diabetes is prolonged high blood sugar. That's the thing that's concerning, not if you get a spike here and there. Okay, so I just want to reassure you, if you're normally looking really good, your blood sugar is pretty okay under control and not going over your targets all the time, then you're doing the right thing. Your baby will be okay. Everything is probably going to be okay. I obviously don't know your situation and circumstances, so I can't say that with complete confidence, but in most cases, if you're only very occasionally spiking, it's going to be okay. So don't beat yourself up about it. But if it has happened, I still get it. It would be really, really stressful, especially knowing what to do next, because I'm sure you're just thinking to yourself like, okay, do I skip my next snack? Do I eat my meal? Do I have carbs? Do I cut them out? Like, what should I do? How do I bring this down? Can I eat anything? Can I do anything? What am I meant to do next? I get it. So that's probably really, really front of mind. So let's talk about it. And I guess first as well, maybe we should address why blood sugar spikes in the first place. And I think, like I said, that's something that I talk about quite a bit. So hopefully you're aware But there are so many reasons that your blood sugar could have spiked, right? And sometimes 
it's related to what you've eaten. So you might have had a meal that was really high carb and you didn't balance it out with protein, fats and fiber, things like that to help buffer that rise or Maybe you didn't do any exercise afterwards and you normally would. Maybe you slept really badly. That can often cause a spike. Or maybe you're super stressed and anxious that day. Or maybe the timing is off and you're eating really late at night and normally you'd be fine with that dinner, but it spiked you for some reason that day. Or maybe you did a really intense exercise session and your blood sugar has randomly gone up. So there's heaps of reasons and it, it It's not always like that you ate a big piece of cake or something like that. So I know that spikes happen quite a lot without you thinking that it's going to happen. But there's also those occasions where you do have a baby shower or a birthday or a dinner like out at a restaurant, something like that. And again, you might do all of the right things and think, okay, I'm just going to have a really little slice of cake. I'm just going to have like what I think seems to be a really balanced plate of food at this restaurant and still get a spike. And that can be, of course, really, really frustrating. And that's probably the scenario where you tend to beat yourself up the most because you think, God, I shouldn't have even bothered. I should have said no. I shouldn't have gone to that dinner. I don't want you to feel like that, okay? It's really not your fault, especially if you did make the most health-forward, blood sugar-friendly choice that you thought that you could make in that situation. That's all you can ever do. And so you still need to be able to enjoy your life and function normally and see your friends and family and enjoy eating food, okay? And it's also generally not a problem if you do have a special occasion like a wedding or your baby shower or your birthday or something like that and you want to indulge a little bit. So especially communicate that with your team and they're probably going to be on board and say, right, okay, most of the time your blood sugar looks really good. We know you're taking care of yourself, like awesome, keep doing your thing. If you really want to have something that you probably know is going to send your blood sugar over in that meal, okay, (laughs) you do you. No one's going to be worried about that. Like I said, we're worried about trends and consistently high blood sugar, a one-off, generally not too concerning. But still, let's talk about what to do. So unfortunately, there's not heaps that you can do. There's a few things, but I can't really get on here and say, you should eat this or you should do this. So the things that we know work are A, take medication if you have it. Okay. So if you are somebody who has insulin and you're supposed to be taking insulin uh, with your meals, so something like Nova Rapid is a commonly prescribed one for that, then that is a really reliable way to bring your blood sugar down. However, please don't do that without guidance. I would highly recommend checking in with your team about what the appropriate dosage would be for yourself because if you just take insulin without really knowing what you're doing, that can be really, really dangerous. So I don't want you doing that. Don't get the wrong idea from this. I'm just trying to give you the understanding that that is pretty much the one thing we can reliably do to bring blood sugar down because we know that is the role of insulin. So if you take insulin, it will reduce your blood sugar. And if you have overnight insulin, please do not take that in this scenario. It probably will not be effective because different insulins also have different 
mechanisms of actions. So different profiles, right? If you take Nova Rapid, it works really quickly. It hits your bloodstream and it will quite immediately bring down that blood sugar level. Whereas if you take something like Protophane, which is normally the overnight one you get, it doesn't really have the same peak. So it's considered more long acting. So it's not going to immediately be able to bring back your um, high blood sugar in that moment. Okay. Like it might over time, cause it's just sort of there to be in the background circulating, but you can't take it in an instance like that. And again, I really wouldn't be playing around with your, without guidance from your team. So be very careful with that. Now, the next thing you can do quite reliably to bring blood sugar down is exercise. So we know that it's a common recommendation to go for a walk after your meal, do something like that to bring your blood sugar down or avoid a spike, but you can do it if you have tested your blood sugar and you've spiked too. So when you exercise, you need to fuel that exercise so your body takes the sugar that's already circulating in your bloodstream and uses it as fuel for your muscles. So that's a really effective way to bring a spike down. So go for a walk, go and just like walk it off. It's also a really good way to clear your head, which brings me to the next point is really try not to stress. Obviously, you probably are pretty stressed. You're probably feeling quite anxious, panicked, you know, all the things. Do your very, very, very best to not freak out too much because that is a really self-perpetuating cycle where if you're stressed, your body and your brain can't really differentiate that between like running away from a tiger and needing more fuel for your muscle cells and also like that you're just stressed about having high blood sugar that you want to bring down. So your body doesn't really know the difference there, okay? So you need to really try and reduce your stress levels so that your body doesn't panic and your body doesn't think, okay, we're running away from a tiger. We need more fuel for our muscle cells right now. Your body can relax and think, no, nah, we don't actually need to release more glucose into the bloodstream right now. We're good. We're chill. We don't need anything. We're well fueled. Okay. Because that is the reality of the situation. Um, hopefully I made sense there, I guess, just to reiterate, like when you're stressed, your body will release stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. And the role of those stress hormones, well, one of the roles is to release more glucose into the bloodstream to fuel your muscles in the event of an emergency. Okay. Because your body is like in that fight or flight system. So it's thinking like, right, well, we might need to run. We might need to fight. We might need to do whatever. So it's going to release more glucose into your system to fuel that regardless of what that stressor is. So the stress literally is that your blood sugar is high, but your body doesn't know that. It's going to override that and release more if you stay in that fight or flight mode. So really try and reduce your stress. You could go for a walk, like I said, and just try and chill out put on a good podcast, chat to a friend, something that just calms you down so that you can feel a bit better and a bit more relaxed in that state. So whatever you need to do, if you are somewhere where you can just go and like quietly read a book, take your mind off it, chuck on Netflix even, put on some YouTube, do some yoga, some stretching, something to distract yourself so that you just can't focus on it and it can't keep stressing you out. So do something that you enjoy. 
And exercise is a particularly good one. And just back on exercise, don't do anything really high intensity, right? Because that's just going to be an additional stress. So we don't want to play into that and fuel the flames as such. Um, And the other thing is that really like intense, vigorous exercise can stimulate your body to release more sugar again to fuel that, right? So We don't want that. We want something just gentle, steady state that will have that dual benefit of hopefully just calming you down, taking your mind off things and utilizing the fuel that's already in your bloodstream. So that's your best thing that you can do. And the next thing is to drink some water. I wouldn't say that this one is as reliable, but it's a good theory to try and flush out the excess sugar that's in your bloodstream. So have a nice big glass of water, head out for your walk, just try and chill out and relax, listen to some good music and a podcast and just keep drinking water. Okay. And then I would say possibly modify your next meal or snack, but I really don't want you to totally eliminate carbs. I'd say the best thing you can do, even though this sucks, especially if you hate finger pricking, is to just keep checking your blood sugar periodically. So if we're coming up to your next snack time, have a look at what your blood sugar is doing and make an informed decision. And obviously, that's really hard to give a blanket guideline around this and same with a meal. Okay, so I would say test before you're planning to eat something check out what's going on and make a sensible, rational choice. It's a really good idea if you can to check in with somebody about this and about what to do. But if you totally eliminate carbs from that meal or snack, then you might run into some trouble with your body not really understanding that it hasn't had more fuel coming in and then start releasing more glucose into your bloodstream and send things even higher in a kind of reactive response. So we want to avoid that too. So I would say you might be you might be well placed to reduce the carbs, especially if it's your next meal, you might reduce them, don't totally cut them out and just really emphasize making sure that there is protein, fat and fiber in your next meal or snack to help buffer things, okay? So you really want to continue eating. There is no point skipping meals and it can make things 150 times worse, especially when we do have, you know, the competing priority of needing to fuel your body and your baby. We need to be making sure you're getting enough fuel in in general, right? But we also don't want to skip meals and cause the possibility of your body just like going into that reactive mode of releasing more stored sugar from your liver into the bloodstream to compensate. So we don't want that. But I would say continue testing and just check that things are coming down. And if they're not coming down, keep using the strategies of doing some exercise, drinking some water, having a well-balanced meal with slightly reduced carbs, see how you go, test afterwards, go for another walk, like just do all of the things that you can. And then if nothing works, the next day is a new day. And no, things don't necessarily just like reset. The clock doesn't strike midnight and then think, okay, we're starting from scratch again now. Like you might have a little bit of a carryover effect depending on how high things were, but just don't freak out. And if in doubt, just contact your team. And if your spike is 
really high. So I'm not going to put a number on this, but it's a good question for your team and your diabetes educator and endocrinologist and dietitian to ask, at what point should I be really worried? And hopefully they've given you this information about when to contact them. And generally they're also never opposed to you contacting them just out of the blue anyway, because we would all rather know that you're happy, safe, well, and under control, and that you called for what you think is just a silly reason. And maybe we just think, oh, that's that's easy. Like, don't worry about that. You're like 0.2 over. Who cares? Just like relax. Um, we'd really rather that situation than if you had a really high blood sugar number and you thought, no, I'm being silly. I don't need to talk to anybody. I'll be fine. I'll figure it out. We don't want you to get into like an emergency situation or be putting yourself or your baby in danger, right? So make sure that you have asked all of these questions with your team and ask them like, okay, for me, at what point should I be really worried? When should I be ringing you? So be aware of that. But if it is just a little spike and it's a few points over, it's not feeling too dramatic, just do all those things. So go for a walk, drink some water, try and relax, um, and then have a think about what to do at your next meal or snack. So test before you are planning to eat and just see what's going on. So they're my best tips. I really, really hope that they help you. Um, Let me know. I would really like to hear if this episode feels like it's been helpful um, and practical enough for you. Feel free to come and let me know in my DMs over on Instagram. I am at nutrition.by.helena. And if you are somebody listening to this feeling very stressed, very worried, and your blood sugar is all over the place, or you've just been diagnosed and you're really worried about this situation and you wish you had somebody who you could just easily call on when these you know, sorts of things happen, then please also send me a DM and ask me about my coaching programs, okay? Because I run a six-week program for women with gestational diabetes so that you don't have to have all of this stress and anxiety. And I am literally that person that checks in with you every day just to see how things are going and that you can text at any time to ask, oh my God, what should I do? My blood sugar is looking high today. I've don't know why, like I've done all the things, like what do I do now? I'm right there on the other end to help with these situations. And I also provide meal plans that I've mapped out really carefully with your personal needs and preferences in mind so that you have foods that you know reliably will keep your blood sugar stable most of the time (laughs) and that you enjoy so that we can avoid these scenarios in the first place. And we also do check-ins where we talk about the rest of your lifestyle too. So things like your movement and your water intake and your stress and all that kind of thing. But then, you know, when, when these circumstances do happen or you're going out for dinner and you're worried about having a spike and then, you know, you do spike and all that sort of stuff, that's exactly what I'm there for in my coaching program because I know it can be so stressful. So I want to take away that stress and let you go and live your best life, enjoy your pregnancy and actually feel excited about, you know, growing your baby and not just in this cycle of stress and yeah, fear about what's going on, right? I want you to enjoy your food, enjoy your pregnancy as much as you can. Um, 
and just get your life back a bit. So come and send me a DM at nutrition.by.helena on Instagram if you want to chat further about that or head to my website. The link is always in the show notes. But that's it for today. And yeah, if you have any other topic suggestions, I mean, I've always got a million in my head, but any really good ones that you need to hear, come and let me know that too. But have a great rest of the day and we will speak soon. Bye. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't already, please make sure that you subscribe or hit the plus button so that you can get new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app every week. And if you did find this episode useful, I would appreciate it so, so much if you could leave a rating and review or share it with a friend. It helps me reach more people so that I can help them take some of the stress out of gestational diabetes too. And if you want to keep learning about all things gestational diabetes, head to my website to find all the ways that I can support you. Thanks so much. Chat soon. Bye.